What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Lexi Naples, class of 2017. I want to talk about everything from Lexi's time at Bethany, how she got to Bethany, some of the things positive and negative that happened to her at Bethany, and what she's doing now uh, while she's sitting in lovely 75-degree weather down in sunny Florida. Uh, but without further ado, this is Lexi Naples. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is live from sunny Florida. Well, I guess it's nighttime now, but still, it's 75 degrees down there. Still uh, nice out. <laughs> Lexi Naples, class of 2017. Lexi, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do the same thing we always do. I will have to rain check you on the tee. Um, That's fair. But uh, we're gonna, we'll go through how you got to Bethany um what the recruitment process was for you how if you looked at other schools um we're going to talk a little bit about you know the social and other aspects of being at bethany mm -hmm. and maybe tell some stories in there and then uh we'll talk about comps and then what you're doing now yeah of course so how how does the lexi naples bethany story <laughs> begin? so it's actually really funny so I was recruited a couple different places for basketball. And then long story short, I'm fully committed to Westminster and they drop my $20,000 scholarship the week before moving. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So drop my scholarship, like out of nowhere, the coach calls us, I'm a mess. My mom's a mess. She's like, well, you're not going there. So I was like, well, I gotta find another place to go. I can't not go to school. So you guys all know Robbie, who was my best friend growing up. He was going to Bethany to play football. And my mom's like, why don't you just go see where Robbie's going? I heard it's really nice. And I was sobbing because I wanted to go to Westminster, which looking back, I would have hated it because yeah, that's a, that, that's, that's not fit Lexi. Would no. it Amish country? <laughs> Everyone transferred after their first year there. No one stayed. No one wanted to be there. So when I go to Bethany, I meet the coach at that time, and I'm like, all right, this will, this will do. And then met the girls on the team, and I loved the girls on the team. So I was like, a week before moving, I was like, you know what? I can see myself here. It's a cool place. And then two days before moving, Gab, whoever is watching, I'm sure they know Gab, my older sister, she said, you're getting a really good financial deal there. Do you care if I come too? So I was like, let's go. So then two days later, we both move into Bethany. She moves in CV and I move in Phillips. And then that's how it all happened though. <laughs> the Naples sisters were a package deal. Yes, they were. You couldn't get one without getting the other one. And then the other one comes to finish it <laughs> off. <laughs> then after I leave, you get another one. So Bethany probably hates the Naples family. Actually, they should love us how much money we're dumping into that. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot of good things there. A lot of money coming in from the Naples family. Right. You're welcome for funding you, Bethany. Um, so your freshman year at Bethany, what was the transition like for you? Um, let's start academically. Was it was it a struggle? Were classes a little harder? Did you have to um did did you utilize the learning center or did you have to go outside and use outside tutoring or yeah, so my freshman year, Bethany, 
I always like I never and it sounds bad saying it but like I'm never someone that's like I'm just really smart like I'm not (laughs) I'm not I just study really really hard like I have always been one I'm making a hundred million note cards I'm working my butt off if you ever have seen me try to do a simple math equation you're like wow you got into college wow (laughs) <laughs> I had a tutor in the learning center. One of the girls I was in the find you, her boyfriend, he was a senior. He was tutoring. His name was, I don't know his last name, but his name was Jake. He tutored in the fishbowl. I don't know if that's still what they call it. Showing my age. Yeah. They, they yeah. You know, they, they change names up there every he other day. And he got me an A minus in, which is sad that it was in college algebra, but like I was so bad at math. I needed it. So I always just studied and then I always saw Heather Taylor and I adored her and we had to go for basketball anyways. So I felt like that gave me a good structure, but yeah, the transition wise, I just, maybe I'm lucky that I always had to work hard in high school to get good grades. And then college came and I was like, Oh, I always had to work hard in high school. So I'm going to do the same in college. I was never, but yeah, it was, it was good though. So then let's go to the athletic transition. Was there, a, was there a change from high school basketball to coming and being in a college program? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was I, from sixth grade, I've never been on the bench. Like, and that's in the least conceited way. I'm just like, I can't sit on the bench. My feet are tapping. My hands are like twitching. I just can't sit on the bench. And I was a six man my freshman year. And my dad still has a video of me to this day. So they have the starting five out there and I'm sitting on the bench in the first seat and my feet are going like this. My hands are like this. And I was like, okay, so when am I going? <laughs> I'm not, I can't do this. I've never once had a, like, I had to ask a coach like, Hey, can you, can you pull me? I need a breath. Like I've never been like that, but the transition was just different coaching wise, like getting used to different coaching styles. Mm-hmm. So my coach in call or my coach in high school Like I just, I had so much respect for him and he genuinely was always looking out for me and it, it might not sound as good as it does then, but like, he was always like, I'm looking out for your stats. Like you might've had not the best game, but you're still going to hit 20 this game because we're not going to let you lose your stats. Yeah. But just like having the same caliber as players in college, I think was a transition, but that just made me work 10 times harder I would just go to the gym, especially with like Pedro. I would be in the gym with him at midnight doing dribbling drills. I was like, I'm going to work harder than everyone else if that's what it takes to get on the court because that's that's my that's, only concern. Yeah. So in the athletic side, you know, you 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 played basketball here at Bethany, mm-hmm. uh, and that came to an end. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit about what all kind of went down? How to and then you know we'll talk a little bit more after that. Yeah, so it all went down after some, uh, you know, I'll just say decisions that a lot of the players didn't agree with. And it wasn't always getting treated the most fair between players. And it always wasn't me necessarily, but I'm not going to let other people that work their butt off here get taken advantage of. And when it came down to it, three out of five starters, me, Sammy, and Gab, we went up there along with Shelva, she wasn't starting them, but she still wasn't going to get stomped on all over for no reason. And we basically were just like, you know, we're, we're done. 
this, this is it. And I've never quit in my life about with anything. So I was at such a past breaking point. Like I have so many records in high school <laughs> and in college, my dad, like I would have open gyms and I would be up here and it'd be game time. And I'm down here because I had zero confidence. I was just getting ringed at, I could be dribbling with a different hand and I'm getting ringed at and cooled in a second. So I had zero confidence on the court. And by that point, I'm not even playing good. And it's not fun. And when it's not fun, like, why are you, why are you doing it? Because how long do I have to really be in college to enjoy it? Absolutely. So um, we just made that decision. We all kind of got together and we were like, how do you guys feel? What are your thoughts? And there's a couple other girls that were going to come with us, but they changed their mind, which is absolutely their decision. There was nothing wrong with them deciding not to do it. But then we went up there and told her and essentially she was just like, you're gonna make me lose my job. It wasn't like, you guys should stay, don't do this, it's for you. But the first concern wasn't us. It was, you guys are gonna make me lose my job. And that's when I think it really hit for all of us. Like, you don't care about us. You just care about, you know, keeping the cash flow in because if you did, then you would be checking in on us. You wouldn't be just demeaning us every single time. So you know, you walk away from, and it's late in the season when you walk mm -hmm. away. Yeah, it uh, was. They do replace the coach. Mm -hmm. And you went and had a conversation to go and, and try to, you know, come back to the team and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And how did that go? Yeah. So we they only had a couple more games left, I think, in the season, but it, it wasn't about like finishing out the season. It was just about proving a point that players have a voice too. And I wrote basically like this novel in an email to the athletic director at the time and to the coach at the time. I think he's still there. And I was basically just like, I'm not asking you to put me on the team. I'm asking you just to give me a chance. Let me come to open gym. Let me, and I was like, and when I played at Bethany, they were like Energizer Bunny was my nickname. Cause I would just be binging from sides of the court doing anything. Yes. All the time. And I was like, let me just show, let me come to an open gym and just show you that I'm capable of not just being on this team, but being your starting point guard. I, I can do anything that any one of these other players can do just as good as them, if not better. And I'm a million times more aggressive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and I basically just wrote on this email and how I really wanted to, another one of the goals I had in basketball was to get the assist record because I was one off my junior year. So that was something I was just really passionate about getting. And as a point guard, like that's what every point guard wants to get, like the assist record. Mm -hmm. And I talked to him about, I basically sent it twice because he didn't respond to the first one. <laughs> so I sent it again. And I was like, I'd really love to talk to you about this opportunity. Thinking that it was just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to walk in. I think I'm pretty like charming. So I was like, oh, I'll, it'll be fine. Oh, I walk in and him and one of the athletic directors are there and they're just like, no, we're not giving you the opportunity. And I was like, and I just, I broke down. I was like, there's nothing else I could say. I was like, I just want to be a part of this team. But then they didn't let me. So I went to that flight director. And then he also told me, he was just like, I don't think this is a good opportunity for you. And I don't think that we have to let you join. I was like, I don't think you have to let me join. But I think you have to let me try. But when that came around, like they still didn't let me try. And I guess I could have pursued it farther, but I was like, if you really don't want me, then that's fine. And then I jumped into cross country and I fell in love with it. But 
it was just so weird that we're D3. And then they had a losing season. So maybe that was my good karma. <laughs> so, <laughs> but from that, the, the positive that I got to experience is mm. that instead of calling games and you maybe catching a, a post-game interview, you were part of the game day crew. And I, we didn't get a many of them to do. Yeah. Um, but that also launched you into the calm side where you were very in, involved behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. With being a TD, a technical director, with doing uh, audio. Um, mm -hmm. I know you ran camera. Um, and then there's that little, um, oh, what's that thing that you and Katie won? It's the really clear and shiny. Oh, and it's like a national award. That old thing. Yeah, the crystal uh, for a movie review show. Um, you were behind the scenes on the family on the campus feud show that yeah. I finished up with. I mean, there was just a lot that you got to dive into with. So that's yeah. kind of where you, I'm guessing, dove a lot of your time into minus the cross country. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just really threw myself into my work at that point. I was just like, I'm having such a, like I, and everything was so positive at Bethany. And I was like, okay, if this isn't one thing that works out for me here, that's fine. I can find a plenty of other things to do. So then Katie comes up with this awesome idea to develop this movie review show. And we had so much fun doing it. And then somehow there, we get our names called at this crystal awards ceremony and we're shook and my mom's there. My mom gets to be a part of it. And you know, that was an awesome opportunity that I would have never gotten if I was having six hour practices a day. So it was just something that in the long term, like I look back and I'm like that, you know, it's for the better because I got to do so many other things. I love being behind the scenes. I loved working camera for football, for soccer, for everything. And then getting to do game day stuff. I loved interviewing the boys basketball team. They were so much fun to interview through everything. So I really did enjoy that. And like sideline reporting will always be something I love doing no matter what field I'm in today. But it was it was just so much fun. I loved, I loved doing voice basketball. That's like where my passion really was. And, you know, I, we would be, I, I would be foolish not to bring up the fact that you were also involved in Greek life here at Bethany. Um, one of them, one of them pink people up there at five years. At that top uh, of that corner. Up on that corner, <laughs> just tucked away up there. Just a little hidden. Um, so why was Greek life something that was on your radar coming to college? Like it's something you were going to do or it just kind of happened? And then uh, what the benefits were and why you chose Find You and all? Yeah, this is, it was actually funny. So I always kind of thought I would join Greek life coming into college. It was always just something that I was like, oh, that looks so much fun. I want to be a part of that. And then when I was in, we had Greek life later my freshman year. So we had it this spring. So I really got to know a lot of the girls and I liked girls in a lot of different houses. So I was like, how the heck am I going to pick one house? Like this is going to like, and I did, I, I mean, it is sad that some of my friendships just disappeared after the, cause they were like, Oh, you didn't choose my house. Bye. <laughs> but I was super close with Katie and I knew she was going to find you. There was no, there was no like thought in her head. She was going to find you. No, granted, I'm going to tell you last week she told us. Yeah. That, you know, there was, there was other houses that she was not going to find you. Yeah. Just I don't, I, I, I entertained it. I don't, uh, 
Well, I think everybody knew. It's one of those like. Like, sure you did. No, I like, I could, she just loved finding you. And she was already at home there before she even went to Bethany. So I was like, oh, she's going to find you. And then I was really good friends with Sarah London. And she was like, oh, I'm definitely going to find you. And I was like, oh, all my friends are going to find you. And I was like, just really in between Zeta and find you. And I loved Barb, Kristen, whatever you would like to call her. I adored her and I adore her now. She's awesome. Yeah. But I just was like, she's she's so funny she'd be best personality like she was just someone i always wanted to be around mm -hmm. she never no one in find you ever made me feel pressured to pick find you where i felt a little differently with other houses they were like oh you should pick us you should pick us and i was like i like that you're pushing me like you're making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> this is don't cross the space you're you're crossing yeah, the line like, i feel a little uncomfortable i feel a little bit forced and then um, I don't remember what, I wish I remember what upperclassmen said it, but they just looked at us. We we're all in the lecture hall and they were like, go wherever you feel comfortable pooping. And I was like, yeah. ew. I was like, why would they say that? And then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go find you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so long story short, and this is how we're going to wrap the first part up is Lexi felt comfortable pooping at 5U and that's why she chose 5U. Just don't tell Dustin because girls don't do that. So just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got to that point. I'm going to have, I got to send it to KJ. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more. Uh, there's a story I have to remind you about from, from ye old Bubba's and then uh, we'll go into comps and then what you're doing now. Awesome. Right. Before that, we're going to send it to KJ, Kieran Dunn with Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, make sure you subscribe to YouTube, follow him on Instagram. Uh, and push him to get merch. I need a new hat, and I'm looking for a nice crew neck. So nice. let's uh, let's all push KJ to get merch. But go ahead, KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. You, while you're on YouTube. You should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, Lexi Naples. Class of 2017 from 75 degree uh, Florida, <clears throat> 75 degrees somewhere up here. I don't know where, but I'm going to find it. <laughs> so we left off. Lexi had told us how she ended up with FIMU. Um, is there anything else you want to cover about your time in FIMU? And, and then I have a story for you, and then we'll go into comps. Other than it was literally the best experience of my life. If anyone watches this that's contemplating Greek life that isn't already an alumni, just do it because literally you'll have your ups and downs, but being in FIMU and I'm sure anyone, any guy, girl, whatever, being a part of Greek life was literally the best experience of my life. Absolutely. So another experience that they don't get to enjoy anymore, but the alumni out there will remember is this ye old bar down here in Main Street. Right. Bubba's. Um, and I believe your freshman year, mm -hmm. you and uh, you and Cassie Swihart, 
were in the bar and um, I don't know what caused all the commotion, but at some point the entire upstairs of the bar started chanting your name um, loudly, very loudly. In fact, there might've been people downstairs chanting your name as well. I wonder uh, who started that. I, I was up there. I, I, I never saw the guy. I, huh. I, I don't know, but uh, so is there any Bubba's experiences that you can remember that you'd like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> emphasize, and we'll underline remember. I, I do, like, I think I will always remember that moment and I don't remember what happened that started all of it or how it began, but I just remember like, I didn't think everyone like knew me and then everyone joined in and I was just like, I looked at Cassie and I was just like, oh my God, oh my, everyone is looking at me. Why is everyone chanting my name right now? And then you made me do a peppermint thing, whatever they were, whatever the proper name was called. What did, what did I make? Oh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'll have to, <laughs> I don't think that was a prairie fire. I don't remember what they were. I hope to God it wasn't a prairie fire. For those of you that know what that is, it's terrible. So, <laughs> um, so, so we get through, uh, we get through all the shenanigans, you know, Bubba's and Greek week. And, you know, you were a part of a Greek sing champion that knocked oh, yeah. off that Alpha Z monster that they were for like 40 some years of just being yes they win greek sing they go and win and yes they, do. they like genuinely have like very good voices like we just kind of like made it like stomp the yard but like they genuinely like we they, just yell but they sound like nice like they can harmonize we don't <laughs> so you get through all of that that's your that's the kind of the culmination of your bethany experience until a a a, a test there is a a large test um, we got Katie's point of view of how you guys studied. Yeah. Uh, there was like a lockdown of a cube. There was. Uh, yes. How did that week go for you? Well, that's where we'll start. Yeah. So I feel like that week actually went really well for both of us. Cause anyone watching this knows like we, since the second we met each other, we just like clicked instantly. And we, I mean, we still talk every day. Like we're, we've been the best of friends. Yeah. So I feel like once we knew we were both comping in spring together, we were like, okay, this day, like we just set out a schedule and we were like, this day is this, this day is this. We're gonna like, we just planned everything out very well. And then went to the library some days, like we switched up our location so that we felt like we weren't like in a rut. Mm-hmm. And then we did put our cube because we lived in the same cube in lockdown. We we're like, everyone stop coming in our cube. No one's allowed to hang out in here. We took it over. There's like poster boards on each wall in the cube. And then we had like different note cards and like the banner format we had. We took over that cube in the best way possible. And there's a lot of space there to, to yeah. utilize. Um so you get through that whole week. Now, were you to a Sunday studier or did you kind of take Sunday as a, um, I'm done. What I know is what I know. And Yeah. So I feel like we studied Sunday, but not crazy enough where we were like stressed. And then the weekend, the Saturday was one of the most eventful. It was a brawl weekend. And both, both of us were like, 
we don't want to drink or anything on the weekend because we don't want to feel sluggish on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of observed everyone Saturday night being crazy. And then Sunday we light studied and just kind of covered what we thought we didn't know or what we wanted familiarized, but we just both were like, Oh, are you confused about this? Well, if that, that leads to this. And we just really were together the whole time. And I don't think I could have done that with anyone else. Cause she's someone I just like, can't get sick of. So when we're together 12 hours a day, I'm like, okay, so are we gonna have a sleepover tonight? Or <laughs> so Monday morning, you walk in, you get your seat in Weimar Lecture Hall. Yep. Uh, they hand you your packet. Mm -hmm. First reaction to the questions that you're seeing. Yeah. So first reaction, I, I'm my first thought is, wow, they really gave us a great study guide because some of the questions were like word for word, which I appreciate. Like I hate when teachers like subside it, like they don't put the real stuff. They put like something similar but like they just put like exactly what was on so the first day first day of writings i'm like oh i got this like i'm halfway through and then i get i don't know why i like lose every ounce of confidence i have i'm sitting outside and i'm like almost in tears so i'm like i think i failed and katie's like i'm sure you didn't i'm like no i don't know what happened i think i just flopped <laughs> And I was just like freaking out for no absolute reason because I we literally studied and then I'm looking back and we're re-going over questions with each other that we both remembered. And she's like, so you did fine then. And I was like, well, oh, I, I guess I didn't do that bad. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm just overreacting. I'm good. I just needed your reassurance. So then Tuesday, which is normally the day that everybody relaxes because it's the i mean at least it was for us it was that's the um that's your focus day yeah the scary part of the test is you take that monday morning you get that break and then you go back in and that yeah. second part monday is when everybody goes well i don't know if i did too well but yes. it's over so yeah. tuesday here we go um, yes. Get through Tuesday, and then so how long was your wait between Tuesday writings and your oral where you're done? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I had mine on Thursday, so I had an extra day to study, which was cool because I was like, okay, I have time to relax, mm -hmm. time to kind of gather myself, and I just kind of went over a couple of things, and everything was for the most part with Katie. I was like, okay, I think I might have done this wrong. I think I did this wrong, and she was the day after me, so I think she was on Friday and I was a Thursday. And I went over a couple other things, but I probably studied for like two hours max the whole day. I mean, you have the whole day, you know. Yeah. I probably studied for like two hours max. I just went over a couple of things that I wanted to add when I had, you know, my in front, you know, mm -hmm. verbal, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to mention that I think I could have done better on this part, but other than that, I think I'm good to go. So who was your, do you remember who was on your panel? So I'm, I think it was Jason Smith and it was definitely Emmy. She yeah. was definitely on mine. And then, um, Travis Straub. Was, <laughs> was, like, was your, was your like curveball? Yeah out there kind of. was smith i know it was emmy and straub for sure but i think my other one was smith that would make sense it would, be, it would have either had to have been smith or sutherland at that yeah point, right mm -hmm. i think eric had already moved on 
Yeah, he was gone by that time. It was either him or Sutherland, but I want to say it was it was Smith. Um, so you get through Orals, you're walking, you're, you're taking the walk with Emmy, and she's got her big smile on her face and her camera phone yes. ready. Honestly, like, her at the end was like a, a proud mom. Like, she just had her phone ready, and I, I went through Orals, and it was cool to have Straub, because then I could have more calm questions. Like, he wasn't going to ask me something about math. Like he was gonna ask me something about writing, something about journalism. Like he was gonna continue the calm talk, which I already knew that I had done well on. And I remember being in my, like in with them, speaking with them. And I was like, just really nervous. And then I was like, I'm a little nervous. And they were like, what's one question you think you could have done better on? And there's one part of the calm um, comps that it's like name, six out of the 10 in full detail, like they'd do like a vocab section. And I did nine out of 10. And I was like, I should have done 10 out of 10. I'm really sorry. This was the answer I should have given you. And they were like, okay, you're, you're a little much for that, but you, you did fine. And then I walk out with Emmy and she has my second button in her, like on her coat. And she's just like, you deserve this. And I just instantly start crying. And it was right before I walk out. Like, tears, ugly cry, Kim K, Katie crying. It was everything I felt. Because I was like, this was so worth it. All the time and effort I put into studying for so many hours for this last week. So I get my second pen and I walk out and I'm just crying. And it's not Dustin, who I'm engaged to now. It's Katie that runs up and hugs me first. And I was like this is it this That's is my best friend everything yeah and like we worked so hard to just like just pass alone so I wasn't even thinking I was getting distinction but the best feeling ever is seeing your all your my family got to come all my friends were there I don't even remember what time I came out but I'm glad I came out in the afternoon because everyone could go so I know everyone hates comps but I feel like it was like one of the best experiences ever I think it's I think the value in comps and for those of you that don't understand what comps are, because I, I realize I've talked about this with a lot of the alumni, and it's like second nature for us. But yeah. it's basically, uh, there's a test at the end of your time at Bethany. After four years and you complete your major, there is a test to graduate, and it's a comprehensive exam of everything that you've covered in your major field from day one to the last day there. You have two days worth of written. It's three tests for the morning and afternoon. And then there's a morning session Tuesday. And then you go into everybody has their orals Wednesday through Friday normally. I think sometimes they do them on Saturdays as well in the early day. But uh, when you're a freshman, you hear about these comps and you, you go to the, to the celebration and you, you don't understand what it is, but you get yeah. it. it's a big deal. By your sophomore year, it's tradition. That's why we go. By your junior year, you're sitting there like, oh, my God, the thing is. It's right there, and I gotta go. I gotta take that, and then you get the senior year, and you're like, "Yep, let's go. Here we go, taking it out of here." Seriously, um, and that's the experience of Bethany. You, you, there, the amount of tradition, the amount of that weird community that we are. I mean, there's there, yeah. there's not a lot of us. I mean, there's a lot of us alumni, but there's not a lot of us when we're here. Oh, absolutely. Us. But you know everybody. I mean, we could we could name off a list of names from just the Greeks that we knew that saw them every day, talked to them every yeah, day. For sure. Through dodgeballs at their head. 
whatever. <laughs> Greek week dodgeball. <laughs> um, so you you pass conflict distinction. You mm -hmm. walk across the stage after your 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 last week at Bethany. You know, get that yeah. final weekend. Um, what was the next step? So after, yeah, after I graduated, I'm obviously like, oh, I have to do something in calm. I have to do something in my major to spend all this money and all this time and energy into communications. So right out of school, I get pretty lucky. I honestly just apply. Um, I applied a bunch of places. Don't get me wrong. I was the only place I applied, but I got into a radio station right out of school. I applied for a sales position because I was like, I can, if I can get my foot in the door, I, I I'll rely on my charm. I was like, I will charm you into getting the position I want. <laughs> so I get my foot in the door. I meet the owner. It's like a small family owned radio station. And I was basically just going over everything. And he was just asking me what I was passionate about. And when I, I just talked about everything, you know, calm related that I did. And he was like, you know what? I think you're best for a promotion job. And I was like, awesome, cool. Don't know what I'm gonna do there, but I'll do whatever you want me to. <laughs> what do you need me to do? I'm there. Yeah. So then basically I talk about my passion for sports and and the promotion ended up being just setting up for events and running events that we did with the station, which was so much fun. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And so I have my own radio show. I build up my rapport there. I have a show on the weekends. I'm broadcasting football. I'm broadcasting basketball. I'm not exactly getting paid what I want, but I'm doing what I love. And I didn't exactly love doing football because as much as I love watching sports, I, I know I'm not as familiar and I know I'm not as confident in football than I am with basketball. Mm -hmm. So once I start doing basketball, I'm like in my groove. I'm loving it. Everything's great. And I just kind of came to realization one day that I was like, is this what I want to do forever? Like, is this what I want to do with my life? Do I want to stay in Ohio and work up in a radio station? Or do I want to try and do TV? And, and I started like volunteering at a bunch of dog rescues, which is like kind of far off, but I had time because um, the job I had wasn't full time. It was like 30 hours. Mm -hmm. So it was like that weird in between. Yeah, where you're right below the full. Yeah. It's like I can't get up to 40 hours. I'm not making that much money. And I still have all this time. So what can I do to make myself useful? Because I was living at home still and I just was in a funk. And I started getting really into rescue with my older sister, Gab. And I just like fell in love with it. And I was like, I think I want to do something with dogs. I think I just want to work with dogs. And then I ended up quitting my job at the radio station, which is what I thought I wanted to do my whole entire life. I stayed broadcasting sports, which was my main thing, yeah, but yeah. I quit my promotion side. And then I started working at a doggy daycare and which sounds crazy, but I ran their social media there. So I was still doing calm stuff. So in the day I would watch dogs and play with them all day. And then in the evening I'd run their Facebook, their social medias for um, both of her businesses. Mm -hmm. So I was still very much in my field, but also getting paid for the dog stuff I enjoyed. So that was something that I knew I loved and, I, and it was very easy, just came easy to me as an animal lover. And then I moved to Florida a couple years later, Dustin and I moved down here. And then I have this awesome opportunity to work 
um, and then I already have experience and I'm working with more experience into becoming a vet, a veterinary technician. And I was just like, Oh, I love doing this. And then I was like, Oh, I love gross medical stuff. And I didn't know that about myself until I got here. So then I get to experience all these, um, you know, sir, I get to be a part of surgeries and I get to do all these like vet medicine things and going back to school to be a technician is what I found out I loved a lot. And I was, I just basically knew that I wanted to kind of take this path, but also have social media on the other end. So still trying to like build my own brand on Instagram and then us kind of going on TikTok and that escalating. Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, <laughs> slow down now. So first off, congratulations to both of you. I mean, Dustin is one of my brothers. I've known you since, you know, you. Bethany. So congratulations on the engagement. Thank and now you. you can go into the TikTok <laughs> video that shook the world. Yeah, so I I didn't expect this by any means. Let me start there. I thought we were like we were going on my family vacation. We go on one every year. We usually go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. My family loves it there. So <laughs> we go, and my parents have been married for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. They are like, I hope we can live up to be like them one day. They are the picture perfect couple. They're in their 50s and they still hold hands at the grocery store. They're literally so cute. So I think they're renewing their vows. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are so cute. This is gonna be awesome. Mom, do you care if I wear white? Because I just straight up asked her, very close to my mom. I said, well, you're not a virgin. So can I wear white? <laughs> and she was like, you wear whatever you wanna wear, honey. So I said, okay. So I wear a white dress and I don't even put together that Dustin's in a black shirt and black jeans. So we already look like we're getting married. And we drive out to this gorgeous scenery called Cades Cove. And my friend, like my best friend, one of my best friends from back home, who I used to work in my last job with, is also in Tennessee. Not like we did, we planned that we were going to go together with our families, but I didn't think this is why she was with us. So we were like, oh, you should come take pictures of my parents. And I thought it was my idea to ask her, but really the whole time it was Dustin's, of course, because he orchestrated everything. Sneaky, sneaky. He is. So we go, and with, I'm standing with Dustin. He's like, hey, let's go over here, and Kayla can take some test shots of us. So I was like, yeah, perfect, awesome. We'll take some test shots before she takes pictures of my parents, whatever. <laughs> and then Gab pulls out her phone and starts recording, and I don't, I didn't even see her. And we're just, I thought we were just posing for pictures. Look, getting shaky, just remembering it. So I think we're just posing for pictures. And then he kept joking with me all that week. He's like, yeah, we're not getting married till we're 30. We're not getting married till we're 40. I'll propose you when we're 50. And I'm like, quit saying that. I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts by saying, he's like, you know, when I said I was gonna wait till we were older, you know, I was just joking. And then he slowly gets down on one knee and I'm just like, <gasps> what are you doing? I was like, I just reach for him because I think he's falling at first. <laughs> and then I see the ring and I'm just like, I'm just mind boggled by that point. And then I, and the video comes where I fall to my knees and I'm just very emotional and I'm super excited. And I just kept that video to myself for like a month and I just would rewatch it and I would feel like all these emotions all over again. And I think nothing of it when I'm posting it on TikTok because I have two videos and I'm old. 
because everyone on TikTok's like 14. And I just put a cute song behind it, posted. Dustin's like, I don't know. I don't have a TikTok. I look in the morning and I'm like, holy crap, there's 500,000 views on this thing. And the amount of love we were getting on it was just like amazing. And I remember Katie calling me and my Taylor, my younger sister, and they were like, are you famous? I think your video is going viral. And I was like, what? what? So then Long story short, it goes viral. And now we're just basically building a brand of, as a couple on TikTok. I think we have like 65,000-ish followers right now. And Make we're just, sure you slide over to TikTok right now and follow them. Lexi and Dustin, 23. We'll slide. We'll, we maybe we'll slide a, a little app button there for yeah. you to be able to see what it is. Um, <laughs> shameless plugs. That's a, hey, that's what we're about. Like you mentioned, we've, we've mentioned Sammy, we've mentioned Shelva, we've mentioned Gav. All three of them now shamelessly are plugged. To, I'm going to try to get them on the show. When they watch your show, now they're going to know they're invited. So Now they need to know. We'll force Gav to do it. I think Shelva would love it. And so would Cassie. <laughs> so, um, so you're working as a vet tech now. Yeah. You're in Florida mm -hmm. with Dustin. Yep. Everything is great. When is the, do we have a, is there a planned day? Are we saving a date yet? Or is this because of COVID with? So tentatively right now, we want to do it in Pittsburgh. We're still going to do it there. Like, which is when they'll get their tea. Everybody will get their tea at their wedding. Tea in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so we think July of 22, just because we are hoping that everything with COVID dies down. We're lucky enough that we didn't lose our jobs at that, like during the midst of this pandemic. So we've been working, we've been saving, trying to put everything aside. Don't want to put the burdens on our family whatsoever. So we're thinking July, 2022, fingers crossed for us that a venue in Pittsburgh will let us view by that time because <laughs> no one's doing in-person views right now. Well, so the last two questions of the show. And you, you can, you, you fall into a, an interesting category because you, you walked away. Um, so we'll start there. Why division three? Like, as you said, you were interested in, you, you wanted to go to Westminster, another division three school. Why division three for you? I think, and I got a D2 scholarship. So it wasn't about like what division I was in. I think D3 for me was like, you have way more heart if you're paying, playing D3. I'm not getting a scholarship. I'm not getting paid. We got on Sports Center, but that was by a mistake. And there's just so many things that I think D3 players have as a quality over any other division that just makes them so much more admirable. Like 
everyone in their sport, no matter what you're playing, works 10 times harder than the next person. Mm -hmm. No one was gifted with this amazing athletic ability. Well, well, you played against Sydney Moss. That girl was like, she could dunk. She was D1 first. She said, (laughs) great to show everyone up. (laughs) She just came down to have a relaxing time. Because she was at Florida first. She was D1 Florida. And then she was the SEC rookie of the year. Yes. So not just D, she wasn't a bench warmer D1. Like she was insane D1. She brought pictures of herself to autograph at D3 games. So when I tell you another level of insane, she wasn't, she's coaching at Thomas Moore now because she's insane. But I just love the heart and the passion that Division Three players have. And I have, like, as long as my experience was at Bethany, like, I would not trade those four years. I will happily pay my debt to Bethany because of how much fun I had, the people I met, the most amazing experience like of my life was meeting all those people I met there. And so I guess I, I, you kind of summarized it there, but why Bethany of all the places and all the, all the world, you came to the the hilltop in Brook County. Real and nowhere Bethany, the Bethany bubble, as other D3 schools like to call us the hood in the woods. The hood in the woods. And and everyone thought that they were like, oh, do you guys even do anything? I'm like, these people are amazing. And that's the first thing I heard as a freshman. They're like, this school might not let you stay. You might not love every professor, but the people around you will make you stay. The community. And- we had an, in- the Bethany bubble can be looked at as two different things. You can mm-hmm. be the Bethany bubble of the, it's just so small and blah, blah, blah. Or you can be the Bethany bubble of, Inside of that Bethany bubble, there was the Greek bubble, there was the CV independent bubble, there was the athlete bubble that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything, there was no like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with these people. Yeah. There was only so many people here. We all hung out. You might not have liked everybody, but you knew everybody. And yeah. it's it's one of those things that we, we were talking about homecoming and some of the people that you just, that you you fall out of touch with. I mean, as we, we get older and we become adults, but you come back to homecoming, and I'm sure it's like that at every college, but at Bethany, it's one of those things. You got guys coming back from class of 61, class of 70. I mean, and they come back in groups. Yes, and they love it. And they talk about the most amazing memories they have. Like, I'll still remember doing whether, and it's the dumb stuff too. I'll just be like, remember when we did this dumb thing that I don't want the world to know to say on here. And they'll be like, oh my God, what were we doing? Only in the Bethany bubble can we do that. And I'm like, Only yep. in Bethany. And that became like a, for a while there, there was a lifestyle. Only in Bethany can we, yes. just, you could be, you could be under the influence and you could walk down Main Street. You know who didn't bother you? Nobody bothered you because probably gone back to his room. It'll be all right. He'll be fine. Only in Bethany. Did, did he make it? Did he make a turn on the campus, or did he go down the hill? Oh, he made a turn. He'll be fine. Yeah. If anything, they'll find him in Old Main. Just give it a minute. <laughs> we'll walk down in ten minutes to see if he's still there. There's probably somebody behind him. Just oh, look, there's his friend going to find him. He'll be, he'll be all right. Oh yeah, they're both in Alpha Sig. They're fine. Uh, well, Lexi, thank you very much for being on. We'll have to. I think we're gonna get Dustin on for next week. Nice. Um, so you know, we had Katie on last week. We had you on this week. Kind of, this is a little bit of nostalgia for me, so it's good to it's good to always catch up with you guys. Uh, yes. Congratulations again on the engagement. 
One more time, what is the TikTok? Thank you, Justin and Lexi, 23. So make sure you go over there. Obviously, we're gonna send it to the staple of Bethany. I think if you've been to Bethany and you haven't gone to Chambers General Store, did you really go to Bethany? Um, no. Harry Chambers is gonna tell you everything. We got shirts, two shirts, the red shirt, uh, Chambers General Store, if they don't have it, you don't need it. And the mushroom capital of the world shirts, part two of them, that's a black shirt with white lettering. Um, so make sure if you're in Bethany, you stop in for that. You also can get daily lunch specials, soups during the winter time, breakfast sandwiches, which everybody, if you haven't had a breakfast sandwich, make sure you get the Harry breakfast sandwich. Uh, and now he has biscuits and gravy. Um, there's fresh pots of coffee. Um, it, literally the saying is true. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Uh, but without further ado, one more time, Lexi, thank you very much for being on the show. And Harry Chambers, go ahead, take it away. You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. You wanna know by now. You wanna know by now.